Agents Podcast. This episode of Lab Code Agents Podcast is brought to you by Link U. That's L I N K, the letter U. Link U increases your referrals and conversions with automated and personalized digital follow up. Link U's ultimate follow up machine and done for you follow up services can save you time, money, and energy by putting your follow-up on autopilot. And that's something we all need. This is how you get in front of your SOI and past clients and all different types of leads to get that consistency that you've been looking for. You want to learn more? Then you've got to attend one of their webinars hosted by LinkU's CEO and my friend, Wesley Rocha, where he reveals his follow-up secrets and the fastest way to double your real estate business. You can register now at www.followuplab.com. Trust me, this is not something you want to miss. Register now at followuplab.com. Welcome back, Lab Code Nation, to another episode of the Lab Code Agents podcast. And we've got a good one today. I am excited to bring to you the CEO and founder of The Defining Difference, which is a coaching and training company that is devoted uh, to helping real estate professionals master the power of intentional choice to create a defining difference in their own life. And before I go any further, I'm going to tell you guys a couple of things about this guest. First of all, we kind of pre-strategized about what we're going to talk about. And I'm going to tell you that that, what I just described is hokey. That's hokey to me. It's coachy, right? This gal is much better than that. And I just met her and I'm excited to talk to her because we're going to talk about team development. We're going to talk about how she brings people up to make them more successful, not just in their business, but in their lives. And uh, this is something you want to listen to. If you guys know me and you know this podcast, we're very choosy about the coaches we bring on because there's a lot of them in the industry. So when we bring one in, it means they've got a lot to deliver. So turn the volume up, get your pen and paper ready and welcome to the show, Cindy Ertman. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Jeff. It's so fun to be here. I'm excited to be here today with your audience. Awesome. And you uh, reside in Southern California. I think you said uh, Manhattan Beach area, which is where a lot of our viewers reside in in the California region. So um, I envy you like I do all of them. It's sunshine and beautiful today. So I've got to admit, I'm a beach girl, so I'm living in the right place. It's awesome being here in Manhattan Beach, California. It's fine. I am hashtag jealous. So, <laughs> so Cindy, tell us, uh, assuming our, our viewers probably don't know much about you, tell us about yourself. Like, how did you come up in the business and how, you know, what led you to where you are today and uh, developing and building this coaching platform? Well, I really kind of had, you know, three different lives all really around real estate. So I started my career out of college as a realtor. I was a real estate agent for many years. And then through that sort of morphed in, I got very interested in development and morphed into real estate development and ended up going to work for the largest um, apartment developer in the state of California and uh, worked very closely with a lot of realtors and ultimately morphed into the mortgage industry. But I have continued for the last 20 years to coach, teach, train success strategies to several industries, you know, not just mortgage, not just real estate, but really honing in on what makes people successful. And I've spent, you know, years working with real estate agents to try to bring them 
really significant success strategies are really tangible things they can do to build and grow their business from marketing to one of the things that you know you and I were talking about for today's call that I'm super passionate about is team development because you know this is a team sport and as we begin to build and grow our business we can't do it you know solo we've got to be able to develop a team and so leading a, a large area here in Southern California through 25 years of success strategies and wanting to really help people get clear around how to hire. So I've got a lot of processes around my thoughts around team development. Sometimes what people need isn't what they think they need. So I help people get really clear on what it is that they need to really help them take them to the next level and kind of get out of the paperwork of the, the file and the day-to-day -day shuffle, if you will, and to be able to really lead a business and build and grow it. So I get very excited about helping people grow their teams and ultimately grow their business in a meaningful way. I love it. I love it. And I want to, before we get too much into the team development piece, I want to ask you a question just because I feel like it's my job to challenge my guests a little bit and because it's you know typically experts, right? And I mentioned the word hokey. And I, first of all, I wholeheartedly believe in coaching. Um, I have my people, most of them in coaching. I've always done coaching. I believe in it. I also believe that coaching in today's world has become extremely diluted. And, you know, in, in this, in this digital world, everybody is a coach now, right? Everybody's in you, you go to clubhouse, everybody's an expert. Like how do you, how do you safen through and figure out to figure out who really is the expert? And so, as I said, when I was reading your bio, I, I, I consider that typical, right? And so, you tell me, I want to know from your mouth, how is it that a, a real estate professional, whether that's real estate, mortgage, title, insurance, it doesn't matter. How can they try to figure out how to uh, kind of navigate through to figure out which platform, which coach is best for them? Because again, they're going to hear some of the same adjectives when coaches are describing themselves. Right. No, hundred percent. It's a great question because Look, I've had coaches for the last 30 years. Um, I have two coaches personally right now. And it's, you know, the reality is it, it is about finding somebody that really is kind of a values match. And I think an emotional, you know, having that emotional connection with the coach is really key and important because, look, I've gone to, and, and I won't mention names, but I've gone, like I was coaching with the head of a large coaching company. He owns the company for many years. He was amazing. And when he pulled out a one-on-one -on -one coaching, I was assigned to another coach and it fell very flat because there wasn't an alignment. You know, there just wasn't an energy alignment. So, I mean, I always just kind of go and Google the best coaches. I go look at reviews. I talk to people. I think that's really the key is listening to testimonials about people's experience and how their lives have been meaningfully changed. So I think one of the things that, you know, as a coach that I, and, and you said it yourself, it's really easy to, you know, as you grow, dilute. I mean, I decided to keep myself in a kind of a category of a really boutique high-end coaching company that really focuses on top performers because my experience is top performance actually execute. They really want to grow. They actually take direction and they're more coachable <laughs> than a lot of people that, you know, never quite get past the entry level of, of uh, business. And so I get very excited about helping top performers go to that whole next level of success and really step into, you know, I'm not just a successful realtor, but now I have to embody the role of leader of my team and my business. It's just, a, it's a whole different 
it's a different role completely. Yeah, I, I like that. And there's something you said there that I think I want to I want to reiterate, which is top performers. Not only do they typically always have coaches, they're the ones who execute. In other words, and I've you know I've been through this enough that uh, you always have the the mid the mid level performers and below that that get into coaching because they feel like they should. They've heard somebody say it. Their manager says it. And then they bail in three to six months. Right. And what do they say? Every one of them. Ah, it's not doing anything for me. And the I reality know. is it's not doing something for you because you're not doing anything with it. Right. And I want you all to hear that before we get deep on this team development, because I think that's a great topic. But I wanted to point that out because, uh, like I said, Cindy, we don't we could have a coach on every week if we wanted. There's that many in the industry. But coaching is critical and it is important. And so for anybody listening today, whether you fall into the category of, yes, I totally believe in coaching or no, it's a bunch of BS. The answer is actually it's not, it's, it's very much valuable, but it's all about you. It's all about you looking in the mirror and figuring out, are you coachable and are you willing to learn from it? So I just wanted to say that because it's, I think it's important, but let's, so unless you have anything to add to that, let's move forward to one of your specialties, which is uh, team development. I think that's a that's a powerful uh, topic in our industry. A lot of people, whether they currently have a team, whether they have a brokerage, or whether they're a single agent, a lot of people, everybody, unless they literally want to stay singular the rest of their career, which I there's got to be a very small percentage, everybody has the need to hire at some point support, right? Whether you want to grow a massive team or you just need support. Let's get into that. Let's talk about how uh, get in the, get into their heads and, and and help someone understand how they move forward. Well, first of all, you know, I think people get in their own way and, and in coaching people every day that are looking to build and develop teams or reassess the team they have, you know, they, everyone gets stuck of it's a cost. You know, can I afford it is usually the first question. Is it worth the investment? And I say, hire the assistant, hire the next level to support your business before you need it and you'll grow into it very, very quickly. Because usually by the time you need it, it's very difficult to take the time that you need to put in to go find the right person to really support your business in a meaningful way. And look, I, I've hired people that are brand new to the industry. I've taught them from scratch over time for me personally, because I developed my business to such a high level of production, I wanted to make sure that I was I was hiring people that were already thoroughly trained and they just needed to, to adopt to my system. So you can do it either way. But I think first and foremost, when I look at somebody's business, we look at the foundation. I mean, you know, I always just equate it to building a house. You've got to build a really strong foundation to your business in order to be able to take it to the next level of success. So we sort of look foundationally of if you already have team members, we identify their roles and responsibilities. We look at first and foremost, and this is a great place to start. It's what I did that really elevated my own game is when I really started working on my business and said, what piece of this puzzle do I want to play? Like, what do I actually want to do? Like what fuels you in your business? So if you start there and get really clear about what is it that you love about real estate or what is it that you love about mortgage or whatever it is. And I, what is it that you love? What fuels you? Because that's going to keep you motivated and inspired. So I usually have people like write out the top five things they want to do. 
And then we look at all the other components of a successful transaction, a successful business, and we build it around the things that you love. The other thing is looking at what kind of life do you want to lead? Because it can be an all-encompassing seven-day-a-week business, and it is for many people. I just don't believe that's any way to live. And I've, you know, I've been that person. Look, I mean, I've worked 100 hours a week and But the reality is I had to really check myself at the door and say, all right, what kind of life do I want to lead? Because why are we trying to build a business and make more money and be more successful if we're not trying to have a more fulfilling life? So I always kind of start there and say, what do you want the picture to look like? So why are you doing what you're doing? You know, I I teach an exercise around discovering your why and greatest strengths and get people really clear on like, what are your three greatest strengths? And why do you do what you do? And what piece of the puzzle do you want to play? And once you get kind of put those pieces together, then it makes it easier to assess what it is that you need on your team and where we need to fill in the gaps. So for a lot of people, they don't want to be like, they don't want to be checking the, you know, checking the box and shuffling the paperwork and making sure all the documents are in the file. And they want someone else to handle that piece. They want to focus on relationship. For me, like I, consider myself a relationship expert. That's a part of the business that I love. So I know that I want to spend my time in relational activities and income generating activities. Those and with my family, I want to focus on my business. And when I'm home, I want to be able to focus on my children and my family. So getting clear about what, what part of this business you want to play. One of the other things, it's really a great exercise, Jeff, is You know, I have it on an actual exercise format, but you don't need that just for two days during a business, two business days in 15 minute increments, just with a yellow pad, write down every single thing that you do during the course of the day. And I mean, write down if you're taking the trash out or you're walking the dog or you're on Instagram, you know, write it down and really log it. And then, you know, at the end, you got to be honest because no one's going to see it. So just tell the truth very, very telling. This exercise has changed some of my clients' lives. So the end of two days, I want you to put a plus and a minus next to every single thing, the plus next to everything that fuels you, that you want to be doing, that you love doing, and a minus next to everything that you're doing that doesn't fuel you. And that might be cleaning the house or washing the dishes or whatever it is in your life that you have to do. And then we transfer all the minuses over to a separate sheet and we go, all right, we need to find someone to do all these things. And when I did this exercise many years ago, I thought I needed another business assistant. It turns out I needed a personal assistant to manage my life because there were all these things, details. I was traveling a ton. I was speaking a ton. There were so many details around my life. And I thought, I don't have time to go like, take my clothes to the dry cleaners. I don't have time to go buy my hairspray. I mean, it was just crazy. And I identified what I needed was a personal assistant to manage my life. And that gave me so much more time to focus on building my business. It was one of the best decisions I ever made. So. I love it. And have you ever heard anybody say that um, uh, I've, I'm writing and this doesn't, this isn't me by the way, but I'm sure people say this. One of the things I hate doing is working out. Can I get somebody to do that for me? (laughs) Hey, I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Cause I actually really enjoy that. And I think it's, I mean, it's very important. That's kidding aside. I, I wanted to ask you, so based on everything you just said, which was, was awesome is you, you basically said that you have focus, people focus on 
their why, like the things they love to do. I've heard other people say, focus on what you hate doing. Why is it that you have, you know, there's two trains of thought there. Why do you focus on the, the, the things they love to get to what they hate? Uh, is there a reason? Is there a psychological reason behind that versus focusing? And I do, I love that two day thing, by the way, where you're basically logging everything you do, not just business, everything you do to determine where you need help. But what's, what's your mindset behind that? Well, I think, you know, when we kind of get into that energy of the things that we love, the things we love fuel us, they bring us energy, you know, they, you know, we feel revitalized or things that we get excited when we wake up in the morning. And so the more we can keep people in that zone, which is really people's genius zone, the happier they are. You know, I cannot tell you how many people that call me for coaching and they're like, look, I've been doing this for 20 years and I used to love it. And I'm just, I'm thinking I'm going to quit. I just, I'm semi-successful at it, but some of the stuff I used to do isn't working anymore. And I'm burnt out and I'm tired and I'm just over it, you know, and I, I it's kind of like they're one last raw, like, can I get my mojo back again? And so in going through really drilling down on looking at somebody's passion and, you know, what got you fueled around this business in the first place, what are you actually doing? Let's look at your day-to-day -day activities. Let's look at how we can shift that. Who do we need to find for you that can support the things you don't want to do? We get them back focused on the things they love and I literally see people transform within 12 months, like completely transform. I'm coaching a guy right now. I've been coaching him for three years in um, Phoenix. And he's like a different, he would tell you, he's a different human because he's, he started really getting intentional about his business. And that's what coaching does. Look, we all know what we should do, right? Myself included. I know what I should do, but we need reminders. We need sometimes fresh ideas. We need to be kept back on track when we get off track. We need to be a little better with, you know, managing our time and our energy and our resources. And look, if we're, if we know that the most successful people in real estate are the people that can build relationship in a really meaningful way, I teach a lot of relational development strategies. And that may seem silly because it seems like such a natural thing, but honestly, it isn't always for a lot of people, you know, picking up that phone and cold calling somebody you know, can be a really scary thing for many people. I go to 25 year, you know, veterans in the industry saying, I'm scared to death to pick up the phone because I don't know what to say. So the reality is, you know, so then we talk about, well, let's script what to say. Because sometimes that's just what's standing in the way is they haven't sat down long enough to say, you know, what one of this was just a few weeks ago. One of my clients, he said, I've never called my past clients. And I'm like, what? Like, how can you not call your past clients? He said, I just, I just never have time. I just, I think about it from time to time. I said, well, doesn't it bother you that they're going to be buying from somebody else? <laughs> like you have a responsibility to your past clients. And he, I said, why don't you call them? He said, I guess I feel like they don't want to hear from me. And candidly, I don't know what to say. And I said, and he's been in the business 25 years, by the way. And I said, well, why don't we script it right now? So, and I, he gave me some of his own words and we scripted it real time on the call. I sent him the script. I said, I want you to pra practice it two or three times. And I want you to call five of your past clients by Friday. Can you do that for me? He called me back the very next day. He said, by the time he got to client number three, client number one, he left a message for, had already called him back was so happy he called, was so anxious to talk to him about the market. He had had a lot of questions and hadn't picked up the phone and called. And he was like, 
oh my gosh. Like by, he said, he goes, I'm going to increase my goals for this year because I know if I call my past clients, I can increase my production this year and I can increase my sales and I can increase my revenue. And he just, this light bulb went off of, I've never been calling my past clients. And probably, it's just probably double too. Yeah. It's just sad. Yeah. You, that's know, a- you make that one call and someone goes, oh my gosh, you know, my son is looking at buying a house or, you know, I remember talking to a client and you know, them, I just called in to say, hey, I just want to check in to see how you're doing, you know, with your home and see how you and your family are doing. And I said, and he's like, you know, we're, we're thinking about refinancing. And I said, okay, well, talk to me a little bit about how long do you think you guys are going to be in the house? He said, well, you know, we thought five years, but we just had a second baby. And like, we're not sure now. We think maybe, you know, maybe we only have like another year left. And I said, well, then why are you thinking about refinancing? Why don't you start looking for a new house? (laughs) They were in escrow within two weeks because I called and asked the question. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I want to go back to what you said about, because I think there's a lot of relatability to the, the burnout. Like it happens all the time. um, Whether it's caused by too much work, whether it's caused by uh, tension with our spouses, because we are, perpetually accessible, right? Um, Because it eats into our dinner time and our weekend time and things like that, or just because you've had a lot of rough deals, which is also, you know, especially coming out of 2020, um, there was a lot of rough deals. So I think there's a lot of people sitting there right now thinking, well, I've only been in the business five years and I feel that. And probably some others saying, well, I've been in 30 and I feel that. So what is a good exercise and I know you touched on it, you know, like let's focus in on what you love to do. Is, is there a certain exercise though, like just that own personal mental game, if you will, that they can play with themselves that when they're feeling this way, they can pull themselves out of it. You know, one of the things that very few people do, and I think it's so critical for us, particularly in real estate, because like you said, we're accessible seven days a week. You know, people are writing offers. It's multiple offers on everything. It's very stressful. And there's so many, you know, things that come up that you can't foresee that are going to be problems that we have to overcome. But what I really think is imperative is to really look at what your non-negotiables are and get really clear And I will tell you, you know, and in the beginning, people don't want to set non-negotiables because they feel like they have to talk to everybody 24-7. You don't want to lose a deal or lose an opportunity. And I get it. I mean, I did it too. But you very quickly realize that, first of all, if you're really good at what you do, people will wait a little bit. And second of all, you know, we all need to have a life and take care of ourselves. And look, I'm coaching several people right now that are highly successful people And several of them are just below the surface ready to crack right now. Coming off 2020 with all the stress, all the uncertainty, COVID, being in the house, having spouses on top of you and children and homeschooling. Like, let's just be honest. It's been a rough year for for most at best. So the reality is really going, okay, I got to take care of myself. That's why with everyone this year, I've been really focused on health myself included, because like you mentioned working out, I hate working out, but I realized the only way I'll do it is if I have a coach. So I hired a personal trainer two days a week now on Mondays and Thursdays. She trained me this morning and we train on Zoom. But like I did it for like six months because I the gyms were all closed. And all, like, well, I have to pivot and go a different direction. But think about non-negotiables because it's really important that we put some boundaries around our business. So for me, a non-negotiable was 
I had dinner with my kids at six o'clock every night. Everybody knew that, you know, I told people right out of the gate, hey, look, I'm very accessible. I'm here to support you, but I just want to let you know, I do give myself a window from six to eight at night where I have dinner with my kids and I help them with their homework. And then I'll, you know, I just want you to know, I do check back on my phone. So if you need something that's urgent, um, I also really trained people about like we had a, a really turnkey communication plan on my team where they knew they were going to get communicated with at all these different milestones of the transaction. So I train people, you know, not to call me on certain things at 10 o'clock at night, you know, because we get these stupid calls at 10 o'clock at night. And you're like, couldn't that have waited till tomorrow mm -hmm. morning? My other thing was, you know, sporting events. I had three kids in sporting events and soccer and football. And, you know, I went to, I want to be a mom at my kids' game. So yes, would I potentially, if it was a top client, you know, pick up the phone, but I would immediately say, I'm at a soccer game. Can I call you back in an hour, 45 minutes? And almost 100% of the time they say yes. Yeah. Or I would text them back and say, at a, at a sporting event, got your message. I'll call you back in an hour. Over time, you know, I brought in a partner. And part of the reason for that was to have a life. My other non-negotiable was two weeks vacation in the summer because we need it. We need to unplug from our business. I went through this year and I, I locked four Fridays that say Cindy's planning day. My team knows they can't book those days, right? I mean, so we have to be able to have some time and space for ourselves. And I think self-care last year, like went all right out the window and it's something we have to, you know, and also morning practices are a big part of mental health and, and keeping that great mindset. And look, I'm a type A as they get. And when I started doing meditation, you know, I thought I can't do meditation, but turns out it's one of my favorite parts of my day. I start with a gratitude journal. Very seriously, I start my day with five things I'm grateful for. I have 15 minutes of meditation. I do typically about 20 minutes of listening to a podcast or listening to a YouTube training, or I've got key people that I listen to depending upon the space that I'm in. And then I try to get in at least 20 minutes minimum of moving my body and exercise and having morning established practices that are really kind of locked in stone as non-negotiables can really transition that kind of negative mindset and that exhaustion and burnout. And I get there too. You know, I, I just COVID and all, I booked a massage to therapist to come to my house. And it's like, I doubled my self-care in the last two months because I'm supporting a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's really imperative now more than ever, because I do think there's a national health crisis going on in this, probably around the world, certainly, but um, particularly we've got a lot of pressures that go seven days a week and the real estate mortgage industry for sure. Yeah, no, that's, that's so true. And I think, I think everything that you're saying is something that every, every single person listening can say, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Or I'm there. Right. So let's, let's digress. Let's go back. Cause I, I took this off base. I do this a lot. I'm, I'm, a, I'm very squirrely. Um, when it comes to the development now, so let's get back on that track and let's talk to the, uh, to the individual who's going through what you mentioned, which is I can't afford it um, or I feel like I can't afford it. 
And you and I both know, and anybody who's hired people knows that you're going to get that back. And actually, this isn't just, I guess, for the single person, the individual. It's also for the person with a 10-person team. I have a 90-person team, and I'm second-guessing right now hiring in a couple of positions. And it's the same concept. Uh, you know, I, I just actually caught myself doing the same damn thing. What the hell? Um, and it's true. And so... How do you coach your clients to get past that point beyond the obvious, uh, which is you'll get that. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you know, I, like I said, we usually start by walking through the, the process, right? So we just start at the beginning. Okay. You start with, you get a call from a new client, you have a lead. Like we walk through like step by step by step of what happens to this person that's now you've got a brand new potential client and you know what are the processes that are in place to make sure one that you stay in contact with this person like do you have systems and processes around it and many people go they they get them from a to b but they don't have a systematized replicatable you know approach to the business so what we're really trying to identify are where are the gaps you know where are people getting maybe they're they're you know they're just getting kind of dropped on the sideline and there's not enough follow-up going on and they're losing people that are going and buying with other real estate agents because they just plain didn't have the capacity to follow up. So, you know, you might really need somebody to, you know, that's, that's really good with people that can be mini you to be able to do reach out for all of your new potential clients, because we know this, you know, sometimes they buy and, two weeks and with what's going on right now with multiple offers and limited inventory and all that, sometimes it's taking them a year plus. So making sure that we're staying in constant contact with those with people. So first of all, I help people really identify where are the gaps. I, this, you know, the big thing that I had to learn and, you know, I hired hundreds of people cause I was running a region and helped so many people build teams but you learn to do it right by doing it wrong. So I did it wrong a lot of times and doing it wrong was I hired people I liked and I didn't hire people for their skill because I wanted to hire people like me that were energetic and that, you know, were high eye on a disc profile. So let me speak to disc profile. Everybody has different things that they use. I swear by disc profiles. I use the 2.0 disc profile have for probably 20 years. All my clients disc their whole team and everyone coming in because depending upon what you want them to do, there's a different profile. So for a salesperson, so just to kind of map it out, D on a disc profile is really your drive. That's not what they call it. I don't even have it in front of me right now, but it really is your drive. It's your motivation level. Um, I is, you know, you're, you're an influencer, you're a people person. So most salespeople are either a DI on a disc profile or they're an ID. I'm an ID. I'm all about the people, but I have a lot of drive. So D is just below my I. Um, and then S is really someone that's going to be a great support person. So if you're looking for someone to just support your day-to-day activities and help you, you know, take things from A to Z, you want someone who's going to be happy in a support position. If they're all the way at the bottom of support, they're probably going to want your job. They don't want to support you. That's just not their role. So someone that's higher up at least 50% on the ask the support and then C is sort of their conscientiousness and detail. So if you want someone to manage all the details of your, 
you know, real estate file while you're going through the transaction, they need to be very high C. They need to be very detail oriented. When I'm hiring support people for my coaching company, my project manager, they have to be very high C because there's tons of details. They have to manage that effectively. So I'm looking for someone that's about 50, 40 to 50% D. I want them to have drive. I've hired people that are low D and you always have to give them the tasks and push them up the hill. You know, they just aren't self-starters. So I look for drive, um, depending upon what role you want them to play. If they're gonna have interaction with your clients, you're gonna want them to be higher on the I scale so they can call and be personable and friendly. Usually if they're really low on the I, they're gonna be much better behind the scenes. They'll be way better supporting the paper process, you know, or the file process, but they're not gonna be as great with people. So a lot of times I'm looking for high essence, high C with my clients. And so we, again, we identify, if you're looking for someone for marketing or social media, you're going to want to be a high I. That's like, that's a creative job, you know? So, but I always like the C because the C means they can handle detail. When you have someone really low C, most salespeople are really low C. That's why they need somebody that's an S and a C to support them to really complete their business model. So they can focus on what they do best, which is building relationship with right. people and right. then having somebody else. So DISC is a part of all of my hiring and I highly recommend it. And then it's, you know, again, when I'm reviewing and obviously their background is key references to me. And a lot of people don't check references. I just don't understand because to me, that's just like so telling. Like I look at who did they give me as their reference? If they give me coworkers, that's like a red flag to me. You know, give me people that you actually worked for in terms of the management and leadership. It really is very telling, you know, that they left on good terms with the prior employers. So I really look at that. And Jeff, I have even in the last year avoided two very big personal mistakes by Googling the candidates. Mm. And um, so one of my assistants used to work for a law firm. And one of the things she was trained to do at the law firm is not just to Google the name of the candidate, which is what I would have done, but she put in their cell phone number and put in like dots and dashes different in between the number and true story. This was just about four months ago, looking for a marketing assistant. And um, we discovered that one of the candidates is a call girl. Now, I mean, that was surprising, but I would have never known that had we not done the phone number search and, and um, that just wasn't quite what I wanted for my brand. So anyway, but those are things that we just today we need to we need to look a little deeper under the hood. So I highly recommend that we do a Google search. We look at social media accounts to see, you know, what you what you want and what's representative. I've averted um, a couple of, of wrong hires in the last year just by digging a little bit deeper and look, when you've done your research and you've talked to the references and you've done, you know, a full scope and you've done the disc profile and everything lines up, you usually end up with a really great hire that is going to support you for many years to come. And it just adverts so many problems. So you, you just opened up a whole nother rabbit hole that we don't have time for today, but it's something I'm very passionate about, which is that whole social media and Googling topic. And I also want to spin that the other way, just for our audience to remind them that not only should you be doing this, but guess what happens every time you get referred by a client? Not every time, but vast majority of the time. And as we evolve into the future, the yellow pages don't exist anymore because 
you get stalked. That's the way. Let's just let's just put it bluntly, right? Exactly. If if I if Tristan refers Cindy to me, the first thing I do is Google her, look her up on Facebook, look her up on Instagram, maybe look her up on LinkedIn. I'm gonna go stalk her a little bit. Like, is this person really something somebody that I want to interview, right? And guess what? You as a real estate agent, you as a mortgage professional, that's exactly what people are doing. And you can kid yourself and tell you that's not happening. That's all you're doing is kidding yourself. So establishing your own brand and how you want to be represented on your pages is absolutely critical. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because we'll talk for another hour. Uh, but I do want to ask you one more question as it, as it relates to hiring. Um, do you have any metrics? Uh, and maybe you don't. And if you don't, I want you to give me something. Uh, any metrics for someone who whether you're in my position, you're a team of a hundred and, and you're, and you're still questioning whether you should hire or you're a team of one and you're questioning whether you should hire. Is there a metric in your income or your P L, right? Your revenue that tells you, yes, I can afford this or no, you should probably wait until you get to a certain level because it might be detrimental. Is there a certain thing? Right. I don't actually have a metrics, Jeff, but it's such a it's such a great question. It's a valid question because look, everybody's like, gosh, you know, and I always try to measure it this way. It's like if this person could help me do one more transaction a year, I mean, look, seriously, depending upon the area you're in and your average commission per sale, I mean, the reality is if you could do one more transactions throughout the year or you know, what if you could do six more transactions because now you have support and now you can focus on proper activities to really build and grow your business. The, the incremental increase can be so substantial with the right hire. So I, I do look at it much more as an investment. And, you know, when I was on the mortgage space, it'd be like, how many loans does it really take? And then also like, depending upon the quality of the person, I, I had one of my clients recently he said he had, he interviewed two people, one he knew who's a complete and utter rock star who had run the operations of a company and he had worked with her prior, he had prior history, said she is a rock star, but she wanted 150,000. That's a big hire. You know, that's a big hire. He had another candidate that was very qualified that wanted 60,000. Now, most people would probably take the $60,000 candidate, but what you I said- pay for, you, you get what you pay for? Is that where we're going? Well, possibly, but I said, look, your complaint right now is that you're working in the business every day and you can't focus on building the business. With her background, how much can she take off your plate of all the problems that have to be fixed? All the things that come in from an inspection or an appraisal issue, like how many things- can she fix for you that you don't have to get involved with? You don't have to be the problem solution specialist anymore. He said, she can do all of it because she's done it for years. I said, what's that worth it to you? So we're, you know, we're looking at a gap here of X amount of dollars. How many deals do you have to do to make up that gap? And is that worth it to you? I mean, do you think you can actually double that? And when he started thinking about it, he only took him one day and he came back to me and said, I, I made her an offer. I went with a hundred because she will make my life and my, it'll take my business to a whole different level of success because she's that good. And I can focus on what I'm passionate about, which is getting out in front of more people and helping more people and helping people get into home ownership and, 
He's so excited about that hire. So we have to get out of our own way. I know it's scary. I mean, it genuinely is. And I take people's livelihood very seriously without question. I don't want to hire people and I have to let them go, which is why I want to hire the right people. But I always say, look, there's, it's just like when people say is now the right time to buy real estate. It's on the high side. Don't you think you should wait? And I said, you cannot time a market, buy real estate, you know, period. If I hadn't just bought, you know, I bought, my house didn't appraise when I bought it. And I knew I was overpaying by $50,000, but I knew in a few years it would be irrelevant and it has been completely irrelevant. So the reality is it's kind of the same thing. You know, you've got to just go, okay, I, I believe in, in my ability and I know that I need help to take it to the next level. And sometimes you got to go at a little bit of risk. But my experience for me personally is within three months, I see a return. It just happens every time that if I hire the right person, because there's, if I always say, what's the worst that can happen? So let's say you hired someone for 60 grand and you got a, a great candidate and, you know, now business slows up a little bit. You're concerned about the financials and your P&L. All right, well, maybe now you go find someone else and you split this person. You know, there's lots of ways to do it where you don't necessarily have to lay somebody off. For good people, you can always find people that need help. Mm -hmm. So, I love that. Um, well, you answered the question. The metric is not what the current data tells you, it's what does the future data tell you. Um, I think that's what I took from it. And the answer is, is what can you do more of? that's going to create more revenue producing activity. And, and I'll, I'll just give my own take on this, which is, you know, and you, you've said it, everybody says it and I'm going to drive it home, which is, and it's, it's kind of, it's, I don't know if cliche is the right word, but it's like the truth is, and, and again, I'm validation of this. When you can focus on what you love, your business will hockey stick. There's no question. I might take two to three years that's the top, that's the hard part. But one, once it takes hold, trust, Cindy teaches this stuff. I've lived it. And so, but you, that is it. I mean, it's so powerful, Cindy. And I'm glad that we really drove that home. And, and I think this isn't the first time we've had this conversation. It's been a long time. So I'm glad we had you on uh, to talk about this concept because scaling is the difference. Uh, it's the difference in changing your life. And it, and not to mention, by the way, uh, for some people, and this might be you listening right now, maybe you just want to hire somebody so you have more time with your family and you're willing to make a little bit less. Like you've gotten yourself to some 100%. number and you're willing to make 50 grand less, 100 grand less because you're already making a crap ton of money. And, you know, so you find your why, right? You said it, find your whys. I, I love it. So because we're, you know, come, come to our time uh, and some people might just want more of you. What is the best place to find you? What's the best place to get a hold of you? And then after that, I'd like you to give us some parting thoughts. Great. Um, the defining difference.com or Cindy Ertman.com, C I N D Y E R T M A N.com is my website. So there's lots of information there. There's several free tools. There's a great free download on the homepage. So if you want to check that out on seven instant skills to build your life, business and income. And um, if you want more information or want to set up a strategy call, you can email info at cindyertman.com and my team will get back to you and we will get a call scheduled. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, 
the reason I love teams so much is because it's just plain more fun. You know, I love collaborating. I love masterminding. I get, you know, my team, we have a team meeting every Monday. It's a non-negotiable. We are on Zoom together every single Monday. Um, we're talking about what we're doing now, where we're going. I have one other thing that I do, and I always, we always have, I'll call them three big rocks. We always, as a team, establish three big things we want to accomplish per quarter. And we don't allow more than three cars out of the garage at a time because I want, I'm an executor. I want to be able to have the great idea. If I'm building a new coaching platform, I just launched a subscription-based model that took us six months to build, put the marketing plan together. That was a big rock that we put, that we focused on for that 90-day window. But I mean, it's great to like, you know, dream, create a vision with your team. It's very collaborative. I say, you know, I don't like to dictate. I want my team to come together, create a shared vision, and then we're all moving towards that vision together. It's very empowering. People want to be part of something bigger than themselves. And sometimes we just forget what we're doing and how we're changing lives. Look, I change people's lives or, or help them change their own life through coaching, but through home ownership, it's still the biggest wealth creator in the United States of America. And what you're doing makes a difference in making sure your team understands how they're contributing to that difference. So from my perspective, why wouldn't you wanna expand your team, build your business, help more people and give other people the opportunity to create safety and memories and wealth through home ownership? And to your point, Jeff, maybe you just need more time with your family. That's a great reason to hire somebody to support your business. But still, you can build and grow a hugely successful business and not have it all riding on your shoulders. And it's a very powerful place to be. And it's a fun place to be. It's very fulfilling. I love it. I love it. And, and I'm going to end it with one more thing because you left this out. Where's the best place to find you on social media? Where's, where's your biggest presence? Um, probably biggest presence is on Facebook. And so definitely just, I think on my professional page at Cindy Ertman. Now I'm on LinkedIn as Cindy Ertman, Instagram as Cindy Ertman. Um, would love to connect with you on social media and would love to support you in any way. Go stalker. I mean, come on, that's, that's <laughs> what we do. I love it. That's awesome. Thank you, Jeff. Cindy, this has been fun. Thank you so much as well. Been awesome to be with you all. Have a great day. This episode of the Lab Goat Agents Podcast is brought to you by RedX, the complete real estate prospecting solution. RedX offers high quality lead data on expireds, for sale by owners, vacant rental property owners, pre foreclosures, and geo leads, the number one data source for neighborhood prospecting. You can also filter, organize, and call your leads inside Vortex, the all in one lead management platform, free with any lead subscription. With RedX, you get more than just phone numbers. You get all the tools you need to connect with more homeowners who are actively looking to sell. RedX is offering our listeners $150 off. Just go to redx.bz forward slash LCA. That's R-E-D-X dot B-Z forward slash LCA to sign up for RedX today. Agents Podcasts.